I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Today's lesson is going to be the necessity of speaking or praying in tongues. But before we get started, uh, I would like to pray. So if you would just join me in prayer, I'd appreciate it. Heavenly Father, I just come to you today on the behalf of this message. I pray, Father, that the entrance of this word would bring light and revelation to those who desire to understand the purpose of speaking in tongues. And I pray that this message would spread like wildfire all over the world, Father, that you would pour out your spirit and that we would see an increase of this kind of praying in the earth. And Holy Spirit, I thank you for helping me today to give this word to this listener so that this listener would understand and comprehend completely exactly what the purpose of praying in tongues is for. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to talk today in this lesson on the necessity of speaking in tongues. If you would like to know how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I would encourage you to go into the archive and listen to this uh, teaching that I did called um, The Necessity of the Baptism of the Holy Spirit. So the necessity of speaking in tongues. What is tongues for? Why do we need to speak in tongues? The Bible says in Mark 16, verse 17, it says, And these signs will follow them that believe they will speak with new tongues. So speaking in tongues is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit given to the believer when they are filled with the Holy Spirit. And notice this scripture says, These signs will follow them that believe. This experience is for all believers, not just a select few. And we'll talk about that as we get into our message today. The Apostle Paul spoke in tongues often. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, 8a, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you all. The Apostle Paul frequently spoke in tongues. He continually stirred up the gift of God that was in him, and he continually practiced this heavenly prayer language that had been given to him. So let's find out, why should every believer speak in tongues? I'm going to give you today eight reasons why every believer should speak in tongues. Number one, the speaking with tongues is the initial sign of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And we find this truth in the, in the outpour of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And that's when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. And the Bible says they were all in one accord, in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit sat upon each one of them and they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So speaking with tongues is the initial evidence or sign of a person who is filled with the Holy Spirit. Number two, 
Tongues is a way to worship God in the spirit. When the apostles were experiencing this type of prayer, the Bible says in Acts 2.11 that they heard them speak with tongues the wonderful works of God. So you may say, well, what were they saying? Well, what they were simply saying is they were, they were magnifying God. They were worshiping Him. It, it, they heard them speak with tongues the wonderful works of God. I know for myself, in my own experience, when I first was filled with the Holy Spirit, when I felt the Holy Spirit come upon me, I sensed or I felt like something rising up within me, and it is what we said in our other teaching, the rivers of living water flowing up and flowing out, the Holy Spirit. When I sensed that rising up within me, I wanted to say something to God that was bigger than any English word I could possibly think of because the utterance that I had I felt in my heart was so big I, 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 I didn't know exactly how to articulate it and I remember one of my last English words was oh God you're so outrageous it was just the biggest English word that I could think of that described God. I wanted to say something to God, to magnify Him, to worship Him, to say something really big about Him, and that was the biggest English word that I could think of. Well, let me tell you, my friends, when you speak in an unknown tongue, you're not speaking unto men. The Bible says you're speaking unto God, and He understands you. And what I wanted to say to God in that moment when I was first filled with the Holy Spirit was something bigger than anything I had in the English language. I wanted to say to God, I wanted to speak to Him and say to Him and worship Him in a way that was beyond any language I had ever known. So it, for me, and for the Bible says, it is a way to worship God in spirit. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 15, says, I will sing with the Spirit I will sing with the understanding also. Have you ever heard or been in a, in a service where people were singing in tongues all together? It sounds, like a, it sounds like an orchestra playing all together with different instruments and it all blends together, singing in the spirit, where everybody's singing in tongues or singing in the spirit. Well, what they're doing is, is they're magnifying God. They're worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. And they're expressing the deepest part of their heart to the deepest part of God's heart. And the Bible says that God seeks those that would worship Him. He said, I am seeking those that would worship Him in spirit and in truth. And when you worship God in tongues or you sing to God in tongues, it brings you into a new dimension of worship. What is another reason for speaking in tongues? Number three, speaking in tongues is for spiritual edification. 1 Corinthians 14.4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. I want to focus for just a moment on this word edifies. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. The Bible was written in Hebrew and in Greek. And the Greek word for this word edify is much more than the word edify. What it means in the Greek is it is more like the word or the, or the amplification of that word is more like to charge. 
as used in connection with charging a battery. Therefore, we can paraphrase this scripture and say, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies, charges, builds himself up like a battery. So he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies or charges himself up like a battery. When I find myself getting weary, when I find myself going through challenging times, when, when, when I need myself to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit, what I like to do is just begin to pray in tongues. And it edifies me. It builds me up. And it's not a mental edification or even a physical edification. It is a spiritual edification. The Bible says that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 You are a spirit. So when you're praying in tongues, you're edifying or charging up your spirit man. And it's your spirit man in those moments of prayer that is being built up and strengthened. So if you're having issues in your mind or emotional issues or uh, problems with your thought life, you're praying in the spirit and it helps your spirit gain the ascendancy and it causes you to be able to walk in these challenging times with a much greater strength. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Now remember the Apostle Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. So it's really a choice. How charged do you really want to be for God? How charged do you really want to be in life? Do you need some help? I would encourage you to release your prayer language. I would encourage you to get baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues. Let's talk further about this word edify. If, if the word edify means to be charged up like a battery, it reminds me uh, of, a, of a car battery. Let's say that your car battery uh, dies because you leave the lights on. Well, you come around and you try to turn that car on and it's just not going on because the battery is dead. If you don't have the battery working in the car, the car's not going to go anywhere. Well, you get another car to come alongside, you hook up those jumper cables, and what happens is you turn up the car that, that is already charged and it jumps that other car and therefore the other car that the battery was once dead is now charged up and that car is able to go again. Well, that's what happens when you pray in tongues. You know, you're charging yourself up and the Holy Spirit comes alongside to help. And as you're praying in tongues, you're hooked up to the main power source which is Jesus Christ, the head of the church, which is God the Father. And you're hooked up to that power source, and he's pouring life into you, strength into your heart. That's why the scripture says that God never grows weary. He never loses his charge. But they that wait upon the Lord, or we could say those that pray in tongues or pray in the Spirit, will renew their strength. You will be a lot stronger and a lot healthier if you practice praying in tongues when you feel yourself getting weary. What's another reason for praying in tongues? Number four, it is a supernatural means of communication. A supernatural means of communication. 
You see, my friend, you and I are supernatural beings, and we're hooked up with a God who is supernatural. And when you pray in an unknown tongue, your spirit prays, but your understanding is unfruitful. And it's a way whereby you can supernaturally communicate with the God who made you, who knows all about you, who knows all about your situation. You can talk to God, and the Bible says, he will understand you. My kids often say to me, Mom, you know, I know you tell me to pray in tongues, and he said, but they say to me, I don't really know why. Well, here's another reason why. Because when you pray in tongues, and we're going to go into this as well later, I'll give you more scripture, but it's a supernatural means of communication. And when you don't know how to pray about something, you have tongues whereby you can pray an effective prayer that will work for you every single time. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 2, for he that speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but unto God, we already said it, for no man understands him, how be it in the spirit. He speaks, Corinthians says, mysteries. It's a mystery to you in your mind, but it's not a mystery to God. He understands you. Another translation says, in the Amplified, now the Amplified version is a, ver a version of the Bible that amplifies what these English words mean, and it amplifies the original Greek and causes you to have a greater understanding of the Scripture and the meaning of it. The Amplified says, For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God, for no one understands or catches his meaning. So when you're praying in tongues, the person next to you doesn't understand what you're saying. But God understands you. You don't even understand what you're saying. And it's a mystery to you. But God understands what you're saying. That's why we need scripture to back up the things that we are learning in this series, Necessary Truths in Challenging Times. Because if you don't understand why you need to pray in the Holy Ghost, you're not going to stir it up and you're not going to practice it. So he says here, He who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God, for no one understands or catches his meaning, because the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. Now, I'm a firm believer that the Bible says that, 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 that when we pray according to the will of God, God hears us and we have the petitions we desire of him. When we pray in tongues and we're communicating with God in this heavenly language, the supernatural communication, our prayers are availing much. Our prayers are working. We are praying according to the mind the will and the government of Almighty God, and things are happening. Whether you know what you're praying about or not, sometimes it just doesn't matter. Sometimes we just need to lay aside our own in, in, uh, uh, reasoning and just trust in God with all of our heart. Sometimes I think we lean too much of our own understanding, and we're always trying to figure everything out. Well, my friend, we're never going to figure out the totality of the height and the depth and the breadth and the length of God, who he is. 
let's just believe God by faith. If the Bible says, when I speak in tongues, I don't speak to men, but unto God, and I'm speaking mysteries with him and God understands me. Let's believe that the Bible is true. Yes. And amen. And forever settled. So the Bible says in first Corinthians 14, 14, for if I pray, notice it says, if I pray, Who's the one praying? I'm praying. What did we say? We said, you are a what? You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. So if I pray, I pray, your spirit is the real you. So when you're praying in tongues, you're praying out of your spirit. So if I pray in an unknown tongue, it didn't say the Holy Spirit is praying, did it? It says in the scripture, you're the one doing the praying. Sometimes people are waiting for the Holy Spirit to pray. Well, the Holy Spirit works with your spirit and you pray. So if I pray in an unknown tongue, the scripture says, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. My spirit prays. So when I don't know how to pray... I pray in the Holy Ghost. I personally do a lot of praying in tongues in the Holy Ghost. When I've run out of everything I know to pray in English, I pray in the Holy Ghost. It's just like when I first got filled with the Holy Spirit. I wanted to say to God, God, you're so outrageous. Well, there's a whole lot more I needed to say to God. And that was beyond my English language. That was beyond anything I had in, my men, in, my, in the mental realm. It had to come out of my spirit. And so we need to pray more in the Holy Ghost. New Living Translation says, For if I pray in tongues, there's the I pray again. It says here, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't understand what you're saying. And neither does the person next to you. But God understands you. And the most important thing is that God understands you. There are times that you go through challenging things and you don't know what to pray. The best thing you can do is to go into your room, shut your door, and after you've prayed everything you know to pray, just trust the Holy Spirit to help you pray. And I encourage you to pray in the Holy Ghost. The Amplified says... For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. Amplified says, but my mind is unproductive. So, you could be praying in tongues, and your mind could be thinking about something else. I do it all the time. I'll be praying in the spirit, because I am a spirit. I'll be praying in the spirit, and my mind at times will be thinking about other things. Because you have that triune working of man going on. So your mind is unproductive. Your mind doesn't understand. So you're not praying from the mind. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 through 15 says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? Paul said, I will pray with the spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. So by an act of Paul's will and my will and your will, you can pray in tongues or you can pray in English. It's up to you. 
I would encourage you to stir up praying in the Spirit. I would encourage you to stir up praying with the Holy Ghost. Let's go on. So it's a supernatural means of communication. Number five, speaking in tongues or praying in the Spirit reminds us of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. My friend, you know, know ye not, that you are the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, I will dwell in them, I will walk in them, I will be their God, they will be my people. When you begin to pray in tongues or pray in the Spirit, it will remind you of the God who is in you. It will remind you that God said in His Word, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, I am with you always. The Bible says, 1 John 4, 4, And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So when I pray in an unknown tongue, it reminds me that I have God in me. It reminds me that I'm never alone. 1 John 14, 16 through 17 says, And I will pray the Father, Jesus said, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, nor knows him, but you will know him. Why? Because he will dwell with you and he shall be in you. So when a person speaks in an unknown tongue, it reminds that person that he is not alone. Because there's no way you could pray in tongues on your own. It's the Holy Spirit in you giving you the utterance. Number six, praying in tongues is praying in line with God's perfect will, purpose, and order. I'm going to read to you from the book of Romans. In other words, praying in the Holy Ghost, and I'll show this to you in the scripture, is praying the perfect prayer. Now this doesn't mean that we should just always pray in tongues. No, we can pray with our understanding. We can pray the scriptures. We can apply the right scriptures and the right verses to our needs and pray those, those verses out and those prayers produce results. But praying in the spirit, when you've run out of what to pray, when you don't know how to pray about a situation, you can pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's go and see what the scripture has to say about this. It says in Romans 8, 26, So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. In other words, how do I pray about this situation? In other words, my child is, 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 is I have a wayward child. How do I pray about this situation? In other words, I, I have stuff going on in my life and I need to make some decisions about some college choices. How do I pray about this? So we don't always know, but the Spirit himself, now listen, goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is. 
because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. I'm going to read the next scripture and then we're going to go back. And then what happens when you're praying in the Holy Ghost? We are assured and we know that God, being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for the good to and for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. In other words, we're going to say it again. When we don't know how to pray, when we have a weakness, when we're not quite sure what we should do about a situation, when we pray in the Spirit, pray in the Holy Ghost, we're praying according to the mind, the will, the purpose, and the government of Almighty God for that situation. You're not praying out of order. You're praying in divine order. You're praying exactly what needs to be prayed, but our understanding is unfruitful. I would encourage you to trust in the Holy Ghost. Trust the scriptures. Jesus sent the Holy Ghost into the earth to help us. And part of his ministry in the earth is to help us, listen to me, to pray about things you don't know how to pray about. I see it all the time. I see, I don't want to call them kids because they're not kids, more like young adults, making decisions. Where do I need to go to college? What is God's plan for my life? What do I want to be when I grow up? What do I want to do with my life? And there is so much stress and so much anxiety and so much uncertainty. And I see it every day. I would encourage you to pray in the Holy Ghost. I tell my kids all the time, when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're praying God's will and God's plan for your life. And nobody knows you better, listen to me, than God himself. And the scripture says, and he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit. And when you're praying in tongues, you're praying according to the mind of God and the will of God for your life. Do you understand it? No. Will I get understanding after I've prayed in tongues for a while about these decisions? Not always right away. God's plan for your life, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, are plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And when you're praying in the Spirit, God's plan will unfold before you. And you won't see everything all at once. That's why the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered and established by God. Steps, not giant leaps, steps. And God will take you in steps. But thank God we are not alone. We have the Holy Spirit. And as we enter into this type of prayer, like the scripture says, we can rest assured that all things will work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. You can rest assured that when you've entered into this type of praying for your life, things will work together for your good. God will go before the path of your life. He will make the crooked ways straight, the rough places plain. And like the Bible says, and I believe this for you,
the mountains and the hills will break forth before you into singing. And the scripture says the trees of the field will clap their hands. What does that mean? It simply means that your path, the path that's before you, the Bible says is like the light of dawn. It grows brighter and brighter and brighter. What that means is your path before you will be prepared through prayer. Your path before you will be, will be, will be uh, paved through prayer. So when you're praying about things you don't see manifested in your life as of yet, you're preparing the way. I gave a story in one of our other teachings. People used to say to me, I came to the East Coast in 81, and I was a young girl. I was maybe 21 years old, and I, I came to the East Coast, and when I came to the East Coast, it was like one door after another after another just started opening up, and God just began to, to, to build, my, build my ministry. So I'll say my ministry. It's really His ministry in me. And things just began to work together, and doors began to open. And I can't begin to tell you how many times people said to me, well, how did you get all these open doors? Like, did you call people? Did you write to people? Did you, did you beg people to come and have you speak in their church? I'd be like, no, I just prayed. See, prayer opens up the door for God to work. I'm a big believer in prayer. The Bible says, you have not because you ask not. And then, then there's times when we ask, we're asking amiss. Well, you know that when you pray in the Spirit... You're asking of God for his will to be done in your life on earth as it is in heaven. And you're not asking amiss. You're praying the divine will of God for your life. So before I was ever in full-time ministry, I spent a lot of time, I'm going to be honest with you, praying in tongues. I would make dates with God. I was a single girl. I had a lot of time alone. And for me, instead of singleness can either be ministry or misery, I made a decision. I'm going to have it be a ministry. I'm going to have it be a blessing. I'm going to make dates with God. And on Friday nights, I would walk the floors and I would pray in the Holy Ghost. And I would say to God, God, go before me and prepare the way. Listen, I had a sense of destiny in my heart, just like you have a sense of destiny in your heart. I want to ask you a question today. What are you going to do with it? Do something with it. Prepare for that destiny. Pray about that destiny. Water that destiny. Get an education if you have a sense that you want to be a nurse or a doctor. Do something with it. So I had a sense of destiny in my case that I had a five-fold ministry call on my life. So I would just walk the floors and I would say, Lord, I have a sense of destiny in my heart. I don't know what it is. If you would have told me back then that I'd be doing some of the things I'm doing today, I would have been really scared and I would have probably said that there's no way that's going to happen. And I think it would have set me back. That's why the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by God. God can't tell you everything that he knows about your life. If he did, I think sometimes we'd get all mixed up, we'd get involved in the mix, we'd try to make it happen instead of God building the house, instead of God making these things happen in your life. And so I would just walk the floors and I'd say, God, you know, go before me, prepare the way. I'd pray a scripture. That's Isaiah 43 through 5. I'd say, Lord, go before me. Prepare the way. Make the crooked way straight and the rough places plain. And then I would just start praying in the Holy Ghost. 
praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, how much did you pray in the Holy Ghost? I just prayed in the Holy Ghost. He prayed in the Holy Ghost. Prayed in the Holy Ghost. Just kept praying in the Holy Ghost. I didn't know what to pray. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know what I was. I didn't know where I was going. And you know, we're still trying to figure some things out. And I'm going to be 55 years old. We're still trying to figure some things out. There's still some things that are a mystery. But that's why the Bible says, when a person prays in an unknown tongue, he speaks unto God and he speaks what? Mysteries. See, your life and my life, if we were to be honest with one another, is like a mystery. We know in part, the scriptures say, we prophesy in part, meaning we see through a glass darkly. We see some things about our lives, but we don't see the full picture. I think that's what God does all that on purpose because he doesn't want us to have the full picture. He wants us to walk by faith and believe him and seek him and, and not walk by sight. And so I, I just, just would pray in the Holy Ghost and just prayed in tongues. And by the time I got to the East Coast, things just began to open and things just began to explode. Your life is like a mystery. We don't know everything. And just when you get a clue and you think you've got it all figured out, here God sends another clue and then he's got to write a whole other chapter. That's what I love about being a Christian. It's always a, a, an adventure. It's a journey. And, and let me just say another thing about walking with God and fulfilling your destiny. Your life is a journey. It is not a race. And I keep getting this as I'm teaching you that God is going to take you by steps. He's going to take you step by step by step. Just keep following the clues that you've already received. And I would encourage you to pray in the Holy Ghost. When you don't know how to pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. So, it's the perfect way of praying for the unknown. For yourself, we said that, and for others. Now, I'm, we're not going to get into this. We'll get into this more in a later teaching, the prayer of intercession. But when you have a friend that you would like to help or you would like to pray for, we pray the word, we pray the scriptures, we pray out of our heart, Lord, help this person, or Lord, bless this person, or Lord, meet that person's need. But when we don't know what to pray for, that's when praying in the Holy Ghost comes in. I spend a lot of time praying in the Holy Ghost for my children. And I'm speaking to someone that may be listening today that you may be a mother. And we don't know the totality, obviously, of our children's destiny, but you know the Holy Spirit does and God does. Before he ever put your children in your womb, the Bible says he knew your children and he ordained a destiny and a purpose for them. So since my kids were little, I prayed for them a lot in other tongues. I didn't pray my own will on them, because as moms, you know, we want to do that. We want to make it happen. We want them to be this, 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 and this. But the best thing to do is to pray the Word of God over their lives, speak the Scriptures over their lives, and then just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray out that mystery. Pray in the Spirit. And I've seen it over and over and over again. My kids are not perfect, and their lives have not been perfect. But I've seen major clues of destiny happening in their lives where things just began to work together for the good where they get to the right place at the right time they're at the right college they're meeting the right friends and so it will be for their future so 
Praying in the Spirit is a good way to pray for others as well when we don't know how to pray. Number seven, praying in the Spirit or praying in tongues stimulates faith in God and teaches us to trust God more. Well, what does that mean? Well, you know, when you first step out and you, you, you first release your prayer language, it takes faith. It takes faith to say, I have an utterance in my spirit. I have something I want to say to God, and it's not English, or it's not the, the, the native tongue you have in your country. It's another language. It takes faith. So when you're praying in the spirit, or you release that language, it stimulates your faith. As a matter of fact, Jude said in Jude 1.20, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You're stimulating your faith. You're building yourself up. You're charging yourself up. You're rising up on the inside in your spirit. You're stronger than you would be otherwise. Building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Now, praying in tongues doesn't increase our faith. Because Romans 10, 17 says, Faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So praying in tongues does not affect your walk of faith. It will stimulate your faith. Lastly, praying in the Holy Spirit gives you spiritual refreshing when you are going through challenging and difficult times. Isaiah 28, verse 11 through 12 says, This is the rest, this is the refreshing, that you may cause the weary to rest. So when you're tired, when you're weary, go sit in a chair, put music on, and pray in the Holy Ghost. And talk to God. And it will bring refreshing. Now before we close, there are a few couple of things I would like to highlight. There are people that would say, well, I know, Margie, that you speak in tongues and some people that, that you know speak in tongues, but it's not my gift. Well, I want to talk to you about that for just a minute before we close. The Bible says... These signs will follow them that believe. What were the signs that he said would follow? He said, they will speak with new tongues. Did the Bible say, these signs will follow only certain people with that gift? No, it doesn't say that. It says, these signs will follow them that believe. There's another scripture that says, when you want the Holy Spirit, you're going to seek and you're going to knock. And everyone who asks, receives. So I want to challenge you today to look some scriptures up. And study the scriptures to see for yourself. If you think that the tongues is just for certain people, I want to encourage you to study the scriptures I've given you in the first session and in this session. Praying in the Holy Spirit and having this kind of manifestation in your life is for you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, and I'm going to read it to you. This is actually something I would teach in the Bible college, but because this is a prevalent question that people ask me, I'm going to go ahead and share it right here. But it's not my gift. Well, the Bible says these signs will follow them that what? That believe. 1 Corinthians 12. There is a difference between the public side of tongues and a private side of tongues that you and I as believers can have, each and every one of us. 
each and every one of us. These signs will follow them that believe. But then there's what the Bible calls the public side of tongues that is a gift of the Spirit given to profit the church with all. And I'm going to read this scripture. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, it says here, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. And he goes on and he talks about some things that were going on in the Corinthian church. And then verse 7 in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12 says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And then he goes on to tell us, what those gifts are that were given to the church to edify the church. And these are the gifts he, he refers to. He said, for to one is given, one, for to one is given, didn't say everybody, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom, we don't need to define it, it just basically means a word of wisdom that God gives someone about the future. To another, the word of knowledge to the same spirit. Notice, didn't say to everyone, he said to another. The word of knowledge. Now what's the word of knowledge? The Bible talks about, basically the word of knowledge is understanding and a word of what God knows in the now and in the past. And these gifts operated throughout the Old and New Testament. To another, faith by the same spirit. That word faith in the Greek is special faith. It's a special manifestation of faith. To another, gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, now here it is. Different kinds of tongues. Well, see, there it is. Different kinds of tongues. It's given to someone. It's not for me because it's a gift of the Spirit. No, this is talking about the manifestation of the nine gifts of the Spirit that are for the church for public assembly. And the Apostle Paul said to another, divers kinds of tongues to another interpretation of tongues. So there is a tongues that is a gift of the Spirit, and it is not for all. It is for public assembly. For example, if a person were in a public assembly, and the unction or the anointing came upon them or rose up inside of them, they had an urgency or an unction to give forth a message in tongues, that's the gift of tongues. And then someone comes alongside and someone interprets that tongues. And tongues plus the interpretation of tongues is equal to prophecy. So it's a manifestation of the gift of the Spirit for public assembly. This type of tongues is for the edifying of the church. Tongues that we just spoke about today is for your personal edification and for your own private prayer time. So I just want you to give that some thought. If you've been taught that this is not your gift, I would encourage you to go through the scriptures for yourself, give this some thought. If God said that this kind of prayer language is for everyone, well, then God's no respecter of persons. He wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He wants you to manifest this beautiful heavenly language. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you that if you desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit, 
And if you desire to <clears throat> release your language, or maybe you've been filled with the Holy Spirit before and you want to re-release re your prayer language, we could do that as well. But I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just come to you and I thank you that the entrance of your word brings light. I pray for those, Father, that have already experienced this beautiful infilling of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, that they would continue in this type of prayer and that they would stir up the gift of God that is within them. And Father, I also pray for those who are listening that have never been filled with the Holy Spirit and have never released their prayer language. I'm going to pray for you right now, and I'm going to ask you to follow me in this prayer if you would like to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. Say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today hungry and thirsty for more of you. I believe in my heart, God, that you raised Jesus from the dead, and I receive him into my heart to be the Lord of my life today. Jesus, come into my heart. I make you Lord. And now, Jesus, I'm asking you for the promise of the Father. I'm asking you to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon me. Holy Spirit, rise up inside me. And I will, I will begin to speak with other tongues as your spirit gives me utterance. Now just speak. They say, Kayanda la baso brandation, a name and a hale messivi andara bosesea da mahaye sheshe. Yisasava shomandanda la bahase sesia da rabase sekiri anede. Now I would encourage you to keep practicing your prayer language. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.